You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. Listen, I'm so happy to have you with us today. We are in my leadership edition of the How to Win, and leadership is a journey. And I want to thank you for taking this journey uh, with me. We are going to begin a new series today that I believe is going to change your life. You say, you say that all the time, Mike. Well, listen, it's going to change your life. The title of this series, the series title is A Leadership Mentality. A Leadership Mentality. Now, the theme that will run through the series is how successful leaders think. That's what we're going to be dealing with. How successful leaders think. Now, if you've been with me for some time, you realize that these lessons are based off biblical principles. I believe that the word of God is the answer for leadership too. So one of our background texts is Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I draw from this text a co- several conclusions uh, as it relates to the way leaders think. Now, listen at this. Leadership effectiveness or ineffectiveness is a reflection of the leader's mindset, the leader's attitude, and the leader's beliefs. Now, leadership effectiveness, and that's what you want. You want to be effective in your leadership. On the other hand, leadership ineffectiveness are a or is a reflection of the leader's mindset, the leader's attitude, and the leader's belief. Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So we're talking about how uh, successful leaders think. Every good leader, listen at this, every good leader knows how followers think. That's what make them good leaders. But extraordinary leaders, extraordinary leaders don't think like followers. I said that every good leader knows how followers think. But the extraordinary leaders, listen, they don't think like followers. In other words, if a leader thinks on the same level As the followers, he or she should not be the leader. Now, listen at this statement. Successful leaders are separated from unsuccessful leaders by one thing. I'll pause there. Successful leaders are separated from unsuccessful leaders by one thing. 
And that one thing is how he or she thinks. We're going to be dealing with now how successful leaders think, the leader's mentality. Now, this series has three parts. It has three parts. Part one, I'm calling foundation, the foundation of the leader's thinking. Part two, I'm calling concepts, concepts. And then part three, we're going to talk about attitude, foundation, concepts, and attitude. So let's enter in to part one, foundation. And we're going to have several lessons in this part. Lesson one, let's talk on the foundations. Let's talk about a servant's mentality. A servant's mentality. How leaders think. Successful leaders have a servant's mentality. Now, our scriptural text for this lesson is Matthew chapter 20, verse 25 through 26. I'm going to read it to you in the New Living Translation. I want you to go back and I want you to listen at these lessons for yourself. Now, it says, but Jesus called them together. He called his disciples together and said, you know that the rulers in this world lorded over their people. The ruler in this world, he's getting ready to give us a contrast. The rulers in this world lorded over their people. And officials in this world flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. I love that. It will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader, Jesus says, among you must be your servant. We're talking about a servant mentality. In this text, Jesus introduces to us, you and I, he introduces to us a new kind of leader and a new kind of leadership. He introduces the only kind of leader who can uh, be entrusted with power without power corrupting the leader. Did you hear that? I say he introduces, Jesus in our text, introduces us to a new kind of leader and a new kind of leadership. The only kind of leader or the only type of leader that can be entrusted with power without power corrupting him or her. So we're talking about a servant's mentality. And the rest of the way, I'm going to give you qualities of the servant's mentality. Qualities. What does a servant leader look like? Now, the reason I I sometimes come up with a list is because I am 
I'm trying to give you a vision because where there's no vision, people come up short. I want you to see what a successful leader looks like. And we're talking about a servant's mentality. I want to give you a vision and I want you to be evaluating yourself. And then I want you to release your faith and pray about this because God, the Bible says, will work within us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So the servant leader, number one, has gone beyond the status syndrome. The servant leader, a leader with a servant's mentality, has gone beyond the servant's syndrome. In other words, this leader doesn't prioritize ranking in society, associations in society, or position in society. Ranking, associations, and position, for the most part, if they are a priority for the most part, has to do with the status syndrome. A true leader, a leader with a, a service mentality is not prioritizing status. It's not about status. He or she has gone beyond the status syndrome. Next, Secondly, the servant leader is not selfish, is not selfish. His or her chief aim is always the best interest of those led, the followers. This leader, the servant leader, is not selfish. His chief aim, her chief aim is always the best interest of the followers. Number three, the servant leader intentionally, watch this, chooses to learn about people's needs, value those needs above their own, and then take concrete action to meet them. That's a multifaceted Answer. So I want to slow it down. We're talking about the qualities of a servant leader. The third quality of a servant leader, I'll go back over that again. The servant leader intentionally chooses to learn about people's needs. That's the A part of it. Ch intentionally chooses to learn about people's needs. But not only do they choose to learn about people's needs, they, the servant leader, he or she, values people's needs above their own. And then thirdly, they choose to take concrete action to meet those needs. We're talking about a servant leader. This is foundational stuff. This is the foundation. I call these foundation stones of how successful leaders lead. Now, listen at this. Number four, we're talking about qualities of a servant leader. The servant leader believes 
everyone is valuable and is deserving of trust and respect. The servant leader believes everyone is valuable, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of skin color, regardless of education, whether they're educated, uneducated, regardless of social status, economic status, the servant leader, this is foundational. You got to get this. The servant leader believes everyone is valuable and is deserving of trust and respect. Servant leaders trust, servant leaders believe that every person has value. So they don't put certain individuals on this level and other individuals on this level. They see all people, regardless of their ethnicity, their social economic status, they see all people regardless of their positions in life, whether they're the president or whether they're the janitor, whether they're the, 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 the person in the highest position in the organization or the entry-level position person, they see all people as having value and deserve respect and they deserve trust. Number five, the servant leader is a servant by nature and not by role. I got to unpack this because this, this is just so profound. And I want you to really listen at this because this challenges me and I trust that it will challenge you. The servant leader, this is a foundational stone, the servant leader is a servant by nature and not by role, not by position title. Now, listen at this. Let's unpack this. Their servanthood is not affected or changed by the role they fulfill. This person, this leader, is a servant by nature. So their servanthood is not affected by the change in their role. They can be given leadership and it can be taken away. Yet they remain servants. They can take up leadership. They can lay it down. Their nature never alters. If they find that they can serve best as a leader leading, then they will lead. If they find someone who's better in this particular role, then they will shift and become a servant to that individual. They will pass over leadership if someone else is better in that position. Now listen at this. Either way, whether they're leading or following, they can feel their natural motivation, and that is to serve. Now, that's, that's a mouthful. I mean, that's, that's literally a mouthful. 
So now we've got to self-evaluate. we got to self-evaluate. I'm going to give you these basically six qualities. Then we'll come back and we'll look at each one of these qualities. And I want you to grade yourself. The sixth quality of a servant leader is the servant leader is a steward and not an owner. A steward and not an owner. The servant leader doesn't see him or herself owning people or owning the resources or owning influence. I served as a pastor for 42 years and about eight months. And the last church that I pastored, I pastored for 41 years and eight months. I pastored another church, my first pastorate for a little over a year. Well, this is the honest truth. I had absolutely no problems passing the baton. My son now is my pastor. He's the pastor of that church. I had absolutely no problem passing that baton, no regrets, no hesitation passing that baton because first what God said to me that I'm passing the ton, and God said that I had done what he sent me to do, and I had done well, but there's something else. I did never felt that the people that I pastored belonged to me, never felt that. Never felt that the facilities, the buildings, we're a mega church with multi-million dollar facilities, 140 acres of land, but I never felt that the land belonged to me, the building belonged to me, the people belonged to me, and the influence that God gave me over those years never felt like it was mine. I felt that I was a steward. And if it belongs to someone else, you don't have any problem shifting, moving over and let someone else do it. Because a person, leader, with a servant's mentality, see themselves as stewards and not owners. Now, the proof of this quality is the leader leads without expecting anything in return. Without expecting anything in return. Now, now that's easily... That's more easy said than done. Now, listen at this. Are you serving people expecting a personal return from the people? Now, I, I served as a pastor, so some of my illustrations will relate to being a pastor. And so I know how it feels uh, I know how pastors feel in certain areas because I've been challenging in those areas. So I'll just speak to pastor for just a moment. When people come into your church, let's say they're a young believer or maybe they're not even saved, but they get saved in your church and you develop them and disciple them. And they, at some point later on, maybe years later, they decide to change their membership or leave or start something else outside of the church, your church. 
How do you handle that? Do you feel betrayed? Do you feel that they don't, they're not grateful to you? Do, do you feel a sense of anger at the people because they're leaving and going somewhere else? Well, now you have to be very honest with yourself. Remember, those people, do, they do not belong to you. And you say, well, I, they didn't know anything before they came to me. They didn't know anything before they joined this church. And, and I raised them up and I discipled them. Well, think about it. That was your responsibility in terms of your stewardship. That, that's what you were supposed to do unto God. So whether they stayed or left or went somewhere else, you shouldn't feel betrayal or you shouldn't feel like they did you wrong because you fed them. You should have fed them. You trained them. You should have trained them. You developed them. You should have done that as their pastor. But you were a steward. That's all you were. And the influence that you had to train them, the anointing and the grace on your life to develop them. It wasn't yours. God gave you that grace. God gave you that gifting. God gave you the ability to draw people and develop people. He gave you that ability. It wasn't that there was something in you. So we're talking about a servant's mentality. And, and I believe that when you really have a servant's heart, you want people to grow, you want them to develop, and you want them to enjoy the best life that they can enjoy because that's your job, to bring value to them, to develop them. And then in most cases, and in some cases, to release them, to do whatever they feel God wants them to do. So we're talking about the servant's mentality. I want to go back for just a moment. I gave you six qualities. And at this point, I want you to evaluate yourself on each quality. The servant leader, number one, has gone beyond the status syndrome. Have you gone beyond the status syndrome? Are you concerned about your rank, the people that you're associated with? Are you concerned about your position in, 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 the, in the community and how people look at you? Is it really about status or is it about the people? Second, the servant leader is not selfish. Are you selfish? Is it about you? Is it about you, your well-being? You know, the, the Spirit of God said something to me years ago, early in my ministry, because I was selfish, and it wasn't about the people. It was about me. It was about me having a big church because it made me look good. It was about me being popular, about me having this. And I realized that. And God called me on the carpet on that. And I asked him because he, he dealt with my heart about me serving for my own best interest. And I agreed with him. Young, and you know, just a few years passing, I had transitioned that that worldly mentality. See, I wanted to be a big shot in the world, following a hoop dream, NBA hoop dream, because I wanted to be somebody special. Then I was uh, uh, in law school. I wanted to be popular and all that. And then I just transitioned that over into the church. So it really wasn't about me. 
So I asked the Lord to burn the big shot out of me because really it was about self-interest. And he taught me something in those early years as a pastor. He taught me this, that there's a difference between needing people and loving them. It's a difference between needing people and loving people. See, as a pastor, I needed the people in order to get what I wanted done, to carry out the vision. I needed people. So the more people that I had, it made me look good. You know, I would be invited to this and I would be considered, I will be ranked a certain way. But he said that there's a difference between needing people and loving people. When you love people, you want their life to be better. You, you, you want to bring value to them. You want to elevate them. You want to give them the tools where they can be successful. And now when you really love people, your joy is them succeeding in life. So are you a servant leader? Number three, servant leader intentionally choose to learn about people's needs and value those needs and take action to meet those needs. Are you a servant leader? Number four, number, uh, number five, pardon me, number uh, five. Uh, number four, uh, servant leaders believe everyone has value. Number four, servant leaders believe every person have value. Do you believe that every person uh, has value? Do you believe that every person, regardless of their status and their position, their economic position, their social position, their skin color, their race, do you believe really Really, you have to be honest with yourself. Do you believe that every person has value? Do the, you believe that every person deserves respect and trust? Then number five, a servant leader is a servant by nature and not by role. Okay, here's the real test. You got the leadership position. You were selected. What if the head of the organization thinks someone else should be in that place and they want to shift you to remove you from that place. Not disciplinary, just somebody else can take it to another level. It, does that sour you? Does, can you continue to serve? Do you still have that energy in your heart to serve? Or was it really about you being over the position? You see, really, when you think about it, if you cannot serve now with enthusiasm and excitement, now that you're not over the thing, was it really about serving or was it really about you being over the thing? And then finally, servant leader is a steward and not an owner. They see themselves as a steward and not an owner. Do you see yourself as a steward and not an owner? Now, we're talking about a servant's mentality. We're in part one. Part one is foundation. Personally, the reason why I separated these parts is because these areas of thinking are foundational. They're the foundational stones. I don't think you can be a successful leader 
and really please God if you don't have a servant's mentality. I think it's just foundational. I think if you come up short in this particular area, you need to do some work in this area because you're never going to be truly successful. Because we're really, really servant leadership is about other people bringing value to other people. And if that's not your goal, people going to find it out. I mean, really, they're going to know that it's really about you. It's really about your interest. It's really about your agenda. And once people see that that's your motivation, not to serve, but to be served, then you're going to have some problems because you're going to break the trust uh, thing, that trust need for yourself and for others. People need to trust you. They need to trust. Followers need to trust you. And if it's about you, people will figure that out and it'll be hard for them to follow you. Now, listen, we're not through. We got several other areas we want to cover, but I trust that you've been blessed today. I trust that your life has been changed. Go back and listen to this uh, lesson on a servant's mentality. I believe that you're going to be blessed. Thank you so much for taking this journey with me, and I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.